This is Blake Reynolds, and you're listening to the Upbeat Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Upbeat Podcast. My name is Blake Reynolds. I am your host. And listen, before we get started in today's podcast, which it's going to be a real uh, awesome one, I'm very excited about it. Uh, Be sure that you subscribe to this podcast. And if you liked it or if this episode ministered to you in any way, share it on your social media and tag me at Blake Reynolds Music or share it with a friend. Also, follow me at Blake Reynolds Music and connect with me. I absolutely love meeting new people, building relationships. So send me a message. Let's get to know each other. But today is a very special day. I've got a, uh, a friend of mine. Uh, her, name, her name is Lauren Sherman. She's a worship leader, a wife, a mom, um, public speaker. She just started her own brand new podcast, and I'm so excited to have her. Lauren, thank you for coming on today. Thank you so much for the invite. I'm very excited <laughs> to be here. Yeah, I'm very excited to have you. So Lauren, why don't you take a second? And I, I kind of gave everybody the cliff notes of your life, even though there's so much more to tell. Why don't you just take a minute and tell people about yourself, your hobbies, your family, um, just kind of introduce yourself real quick. Awesome. So yes, my name is Lauren Sherman, and I live um, in northern Michigan, a little town called Fremont. Moved up here about 16 years ago, got married 14 years ago. Awesome, amazing man. His name is Eric. He uh, leads our men's ministry at our church, um, and he's been involved with our youth department for about 15 years. So he's um, a super faithful guy, and when he gets going on something, he's very loyal to it and sticks with it. So um, we have two children, Mac and Maggie, 10-year-old and 8-year-old, wonderful kids. It's a lot of fun raising them because you get to see um, you know, their strengths and their gifts and talents come out, and it's just fun to dream about you know, who they might be. And uh, I've been at my church, which is uh, Resonate Church up in New Wago, uh, for all 16 years since I um, got born again. I got born again in that church. And, you know, I'm kind of the same as Eric. We're just very faithful, loyal people. And so still at the same church I gave my life to. Awesome church. Awesome pastor. Um, I I, uh, got involved with our worship team right, I mean, right shortly after giving my life to the Lord. So I've been on the team for 15 years um, six years ago, I actually took over the leadership of the department. So, um, I'm the worship leader there and my real heart's desire is just to raise and train, um, worship leaders and just leaders in general. I'm kind of a natural, natural born leader. My mom may have called me bossy, but I like the (laughs) term leader a little bit more. (laughs) And so, yeah, that's kind of who I am. I, I, some of my hobbies, um, I love decorating. I love rearranging. It drives my husband nuts because he'll come home and the house will be, I mean, literally rooms like in a different room, like complete switchover. (laughs) Um, So I love just beautiful things like that. I love photography. Um, Of course, uh, worship and and music and singing is my main thing. I wouldn't even call it a hobby. It's just literally like who I am. When I was, you know, a tiny child, my mom said I was always singing and happy and, you know, so that's it's just an extension of yourself. It it's completely it's is. like another limb. <laughs> it absolutely is. I don't know if there's any musical people listening. This probably happens to you. But if someone says like a phrase and it happens to be a lyric of a song, I will literally bust into a song <laughs> off of what they just said. And it happens. Uh, all I do the, the same time. thing. It's I fun. do the same thing. So, yeah, that's, just, that's who I am, really. And sometimes people don't catch on when you oh. like when you sing a song. They're like, um, excuse me, like I'm talking like that's, but that's you said husband. this lyric. Yeah, that's my I'm husband. Like, He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, you know, just you just said the <laughs> lyric. 
<laughs> I do the same thing, and, and that's so awesome, Lauren. So I'm going to jump in, and we're going to get down to the meteor, more spiritual stuff in a second. But I just want to ask, you know, these, these are some real simple questions, you know, real short answers. Um, but we just kind of – I want to open up with a little fun here. So um, are you a cat or a dog person? Oh, that's easy. Cat all the way, except not oh, my own my cat because he's just a cat. He's like – people I'm gonna have told to... me – I'm sorry, Blake. I'm sorry. People always told me like cats are just temperamental. They don't even like people. And I'm like, no, you're lying. And then I got one of those cats and I'm like, he's an absolute dud. It's horrible. It's <laughs> awful. But I'm, I'm so loyal. I can't seem to get rid of him. So that's a problem. But I'm a cat person. Oh my gosh. I'm a dog person. I'm like, I should end this recording right now. No, I'm I just know. kidding. <laughs> um, so what instruments do you play and which is your favorite? Okay. So, to play, that is. all right. So through high school, I actually was, um, in band. I even did marching band and I played the flute. That one's just sitting on the shelf. Um, I fiddle with the acoustic guitar a little bit, but more like, you know, I can play four chords, you know, it's kind of a joke. I would, I would never try to actually do anything with it right now. Um, and then I, I play the piano also. Um, really, I wouldn't consider myself a musician so much. I mean, I can definitely, I can play keys up on the platform. I could even lead from it if I needed to. I don't really want to. For me, my instrument of choice is the piano because um, it's a tool. It's a tool for me to sit at home and worship, to get into the presence of the Lord or to write a song. And so that's the instrument Amen. I love. And I am so grateful for God giving me the instrument that I have. Oh, yeah. That Honestly, I feel between acoustic and piano, those are my areas where I'm the most creative, you know, especially when I'm trying to, like you said, when I'm trying to write a song or to write a part for a song, I come up, come up with something cool. Like I feel the most creative on those instruments. So I definitely agree. So uh, like one or two more fun questions to ask you, what's your current favorite TV show? And I don't know if you watch a lot, but, you know, favorite TV show. Ooh. Um, I don't watch a lot. I watch a little here and there. I would say um, most recently the show I have um, been enjoying is called Alone. I don't know. Have you heard of that one? <laughs> no, I have not. Oh, it's a survival show. So they drop these people on um, these in these remote areas. And basically you have like 10 items that you carry with you, not including all the camera equipment because they're just by themselves. But, you know, a knife, a flintstone to get a fire going, a, you know, a sleeping bag. And then they have to survive and whoever survives the longest, well, they all survive. Praise the Lord. They all survive. There's disclaimer, <laughs> but whoever makes it the longest without tapping out wins. And so that's been one I've really been enjoying. Oh, that's pretty cool. So you like more reality type survival. Oh, shows. absolutely. Cool. I don't like anything that's like not realistic. I do like the office. I was sad that they took that off Netflix. I believe I haven't watched <laughs> it, but Eric and I watched a lot of that over the years. So, um, you know, just those sort of things I'm enjoying. Okay, that's awesome. That's awesome, though. So last question real quick, because I want to jump into the, the really big stuff for you is what is your favorite book? And by favorite, I mean, what's the one that has impacted you the most in your life? Oh, well, I mean, honestly, I'd have to say the Bible. That's probably a duh, right? Um, yeah, <laughs> I love the Bible. Another um, let me think about that. Wow, that's a tough one. Um, another book I really liked, it's got a, a strange name, but it's not kooky, but it's called the fourth dimension. I can't remember. Oh, I know that. Yeah. It's Dr. Youngie Cho. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for the author. Cause <laughs> I couldn't remember who, but basically he talks about how our imagination is basically like the language of the Holy spirit and how even before God created the earth, it was a thought, you know, and how, um, you know, because he knew us before he formed us. So how every, I mean, really the, the language of the spirit is, is a lot of you you know, your, your imagination. And I think a lot of people are scared of that and they think it's new agey, but I'm going to say something about new age 
spirituality. It is a counterfeit of the real thing. So some of the new age principles even work when people talk about manifesting or receiving things. But the problem is, is that um, the kingdom from which they're drawing those things in, it's not, it's not light. It's not, you know, it's not God's kingdom. And so it can be a scary thing. So the source is different, but a counterfeit works for a short time until, you know, you realize it's fake. And so yeah, some of these things are biblical principles. God designed spirit, spirit laws that he put into place to govern, you know, the earth and stuff and and just the enemy has taken them and perverted them so it's not Amen. so i recommend that book or there's another one by andrew womack that is a little bit more simple and it, i believe it's called the um the power of pow- i oh gosh i'll have to i'll have to tell you it later it's an andrew womack book but it's about your imagination uh and so it's a very good book uh is it called the power of imagination yes. unlocking your ability to receive yes, god that okay is it. you are amazing I'm, I'm in front of my computer, so that makes That's it a little it. easier. So for they're me very to just similar like, oh, books. Keyword search. Yeah, very similar. <laughs> so, so Lauren, and thank you for sharing that. By the way, the fourth dimension, uh, that was one of the first, like, um, I, I hate to say it's one of my first Christian adult books I had read when I was a kid, uh, was the fourth dimension. I absolutely loved it. I connected with wow. it. Um, I read it. I've read it in my lifetime. I've read it, I think, two, maybe three times total. Just bloop, just read all the way through. I love that book. It's awesome. Such, such a good book. Awesome book. Um, so, like I said, Lauren, uh, and I've got a lot I want to, you know, I've got, I want to ask you, you know, what God's been putting on your heart lately, but, but could you take a few minutes and just share maybe your testimony or, or a testimony for those of you who are listening? Um, none of you have just one testimony. Your, your life is, is compiled of testimony upon testimony. I like to call testimonies chapters. And the reason why I like to call them that is because chapters make up an entire book and testimonies make up your life. So Sharon, uh, Sharon, Sharon. <laughs> Lauren, if you could share, I was trying to say <laughs> Lauren and share, yes. and it just got mixed up. Lauren, could you share, you know, a testimony um, real quick on here about what God's done in your life? Absolutely. So I was raised Catholic and, you know, obviously I heard um, some Bible stories through church growing up and uh, I always believed God was real. Never doubted that, but he never was close. He was quite distant. Um, and so I was a great student through high school. Uh, we lived on a horse farm. Uh, I had a lot of favor with, you know, teachers and people. My family was well known in the community because we had the business and just very personable people. Um, but when I graduated from high school, uh, some, it kind of, the family kind of imploded. And literally the day I graduated, my mom, uh, told me, oh, by the way, honey, I'm going to be divorcing um, your dad. And it was my stepdad. He raised me since I was two. So she said, by the way, I'm going to be divorcing your dad. And I can remember setting up for my own graduation party thinking, what the heck? Oh, and she dropped another bomb when she said, and I'm moving to England. She met a guy online and she was moving literally thousands of miles away. So she moved. Um, and it really, when she moved, my dad at, at the same time, uh, was very broken from the divorce, but he got in a very bad car accident and broke his neck, moved in with his mom, had to wear a halo, was just in a bad place, even um, emotionally. And so I had, if you think about it, I came from what I thought was a pretty stable home to basically no, um, I just was given free reign. I felt kind of abandoned. So I, I just, I really went quite crazy and I started, you know, down a path of making some really bad choices, got involved with the wrong people, drugs, Um, all that, a lot of drinking. And then I decided I would go over to England with my mom. And um, the legal drinking age was 18. I was 18. And so I started um, 
working at this pub because we lived above it. Her husband uh, managed it. He was a landlord. And so I started drinking all the time, got involved with a guy over there. He was in a band, started doing heavier drugs like cocaine, taking pills, all that. Um, And um, then my mom had a breakdown in England, a mental breakdown, and we had to move back. So I moved her back. But I, of course, um, was in a rough place myself. And, um, I can remember one night I had a cigarette and I was smoking out my bedroom window and I just, Kelly Clarkson came on the radio and I swear that song was like straight to me. It was the song called break away. And she talks about, you know, getting away and breaking away. Um, and, uh, I just said, you know, Lord, cause I remember I believed in God. I was Catholic. He, I didn't expect him to intervene, but I did call out to him and I just said, you know, um, I need you to rescue me. I need you to come, uh, and get me out of this town. I need new friends. Um, and God bless. I'm still those people. I'm still friends with a lot of my childhood friends or even some of the people that I got involved with in my, you know, 18, 19 year old life. Um, but I was self-destructing and it was not a good environment for me. So I just called out to God and I said, if you can help help. And that was in the winter of, um, 2004 that I, I prayed that. So 2005 rolls around in early spring. Um, I went to my church for the first time I was invited, uh, resonate church. And I gave my life to the Lord that day and literally things changed so quick. Um, I, the first thing I asked him was, Lord, can you help me quit smoking? And he, he helped me with that. Um, I ended up, uh, that was in 2005. So I ended up marrying Eric, my husband in 2006, got involved in the music ministry right away. Um, I started um, working for an orthodontist up here because it was a couple hours north of where I used to live. So I got a good job. Um, And then after working for the orthodontist for a short time, I felt called into um, the ministry really as an intern. So it was making no money. I left making pretty good money to working as a volunteer, making no money. Um, But my husband was super supportive. So the job I um, ended up getting was an assistant to the worship leader. Uh, the worship pastor at the time, I was his assistant. And, you know, how I want to encourage the listeners today because, you know, some things in your life, some jobs or positions or relationships God puts you in, um, you might think that they're just by chance or it's just a, an opportunity. But I'm telling you, God uses everything and he prepares you, you know, for the future in your current season. And so I thought it was coincidence. I never, ever, ever thought that I would at one point in the future lead the worship department myself. But I can see now how he used, you know, 20 year old, 21 year old Lauren, uh, 22 year old Lauren, and just plopped her down in the right environment to be trained without realizing I was being trained. So that was pretty cool. So I worked, um, as his assistant for a few years. And then I, in 2010, I had my first, um, child and I, uh, had another child a couple years later, but it got pretty dark there between 2011 and 2015, because we ended up moving my mom up, um, into our, um, city. And then she actually moved into our, our house for about two years and she had very severe mental illness, um, extreme paranoia. Uh, she was delusional, um, often, um, it, it was really a scary, sad time. She tried to commit suicide multiple times, even in my house with my young children present. So it was a really stressful, confusing time of life for me. Um, I was still singing on the worship team, but I wasn't on staff at the time because I pulled back to be a stay at home mom. 
Um, she ended up sadly ending her life um, in 2015. And really another, a whole nother story and testimony for another time is just um, how God really worked me through the grief process and the healing of the heart. Um, I'll probably talk about that more on my podcast too, but um, really cool testimony. And, you know, basically um, I just kind of wanted to share all of that so you could see like a lot of people could look at where I'm at today or hear something that I share or even, you know, church members and not realize like what it takes you to get to where you are. Like you don't just get plopped in a position either of leadership or, you know, where you have a platform and a reputation. Most people don't just get plopped there. And if your talent alone is going to put you there, you won't have the character or the maturity to even sustain that platform. And so my story is literally riddled with heartbreak, heartache, grief, times of joy, just a lot of ups and downs. And there's so much more to it. But you know, James one, two says that, that, you know, count it all joy when you fall into trials because the testing of your faith produces patience, let patience have its perfect work. So you can be complete, mature, lacking nothing. And what I'm so grateful for was during those years where my mom was really sick and she was living with me. And I, I wanted so bad to be out of that. I wanted relief, but the Lord had her in my home for a reason. And he had, that was just really my thorn for lack of a better term, but it kept me relying on God. Um, it, it gave me what it developed in me is absolutely priceless. And so I've developed wisdom, maturity, faith, trust, you know, my relationship with my husband and God deepened so much my understanding of life and love and sacrifice and all of that. It just deepened so much. So I want to encourage listeners, like if you're going through something hard right now, don't, don't back off. Don't give up because the sad thing is, is that you're going to have to learn those lessons one way or another. You might as well go through the refining fire right now. Then in 10 years have to repeat the same lesson that you just didn't learn because you weren't really willing to submit. You will get through it. You will get through it. God will walk you through the fire. You just have to keep going, you know, develop some grit, put your head down and say, not my will, but yours be done. And you can have some messy prayers in there. There were some times You know, some of my prayers may have been bleeped out in heaven. Like God might've been like, we're going to have to filter this one, (laughs) but I love her and I'm going to walk her through Uh, it. And so it has not been easy. And there are still days that are tough, but you know what? My piano, my tool, my weapon is right there. And I get on that thing and I tell my soul, come on, girl, rise up. We're going to, we're going to cast the spirit of heaviness, heaviness off through praise. And he's been faithful. So yeah, that's just kind of what I wanted to share. No, that, that is incredible. And it's like, you're sharing your testimony, but all these different topics or name, you know, I'm like, I'm like listening to this. I'm like, I have all these different questions for her. And it's like, this is incredible, but you were kind of summing it up. It was less about, you know, overcoming depression or whatever. It was more about just getting through the trial, um, getting through the fire, as you had said, just kind of learning your lesson. Um, that's not, that's not the most positive way to put it, learning your lesson. But like you had said, you know, Paul had talked about in the Bible that when God is, when you're going through a trial, just to be content just to be content because he's working patience in you. And I think it says that uh, uh, through the patience, it works good character. Maybe you could fi- uh, remind me of the scripture I'm thinking of, um, but maybe talk to some people that are, you know, maybe give some practical pointers here, Lauren, for people who are going through a trial uh, of things that help you to be content, to find peace in that um, Jesus, you know, just go ahead and you go ahead and give those practical tips. I was like, I had a thought and it completely left me, but what are some practical ways for someone to get through a trial maybe they're going through right now. All right. Well, you know, I want to first point out that 
you know, you said, learn your lesson. Well, the thing about it is, is that God can work all things together for good, but that doesn't mean that everything is good. That doesn't mean that I don't think it's God's will for us to um, even suffer. I don't think it's the Lord's will you know, that bad things happen. I think he gave us free will. Oh gosh. And, yeah. uh, and so he doesn't have control over everything. If he did, there would be no sin, no sin at all. Cause sin is the root of all sickness, disease, yep. uh, perversion, all of it. Um, when sin entered the world, that's when the fall happened, right? Sin entered the world. So I look at sin and this is just a side note. What's neat is I'm not, I don't look at myself as a sinner. Okay. Sin is a foreign invader. And the Bible says it entered the world. So when I sin, I'm simply yielding to something that is not part of my identity. So I never, ever classify myself as a sinner. Do I yield to sin at times? Absolutely. But it's not who I am at my core. So that was never part of how we were created. So with that being said, anyway, you know, when I went through this, I just had to dig into the Lord. No one could get me the relief you know, that I wanted, I remember wanting so badly for her to, so whatever your situation is, because there's going to be things you're going to be like, I want out of this. I'm sick of this job. My boss is awful. I just went out. And yet there's that check in your heart where you're like, Oh, I don't know if I should yet. Well, here's the deal. You're going to, people will come to you and they're going to tell you, Oh, you know what? Yeah, you should probably leave that. Well, unless you know that, you know, that God is releasing you, Don't listen to people. Don't even listen to your own reasoning because people told me all the time when my mom was with me, oh, you know, you have young kids. You you should probably whatever, you know. And I knew that I knew that the Lord was like, this is your assignment, sweetie. And here's the funny thing about it. The Lord truly does want our surrender and he wants our heart. And so I'm going to challenge you just to surrender your comfort to him. Yield your comfort. Yield the results to him. So you don't get to choose how it plays out. You do get to cooperate with the Lord, which can definitely help how it plays out. But I can remember finally one day in church, I said to the Holy Spirit, I said, Lord, you know what? Fine. Fine. If she lives with me forever, then I'm going to trust that you actually know what's best for me. And I'm just going to give into it. Well, let me tell you what happened. Literally like a week or two later, we got a phone call from an apartment. She had been on a waiting list for two years. We got a phone call. One or two weeks after I made that prayer of release to the Lord and said, fine, I, I just give it all to you. I, I surrender. And her apartment opened up. And the Lord said to me that my stubbornness and will, unwillingness to yield was keeping me locked into that season. So, hmm. So I'm going to challenge you. You need to just <laughs> surrender your results. I don't know what else to say other than it's not going to be easy. It's not hard, but you got to stay close with the Lord, you got to know that he is good and trust that he knows more than you. So if he's keeping you in a situation or there isn't relief yet, um, keep your eyes on him and get in the word of God. Don't, don't receive, um, gosh, I'm just, I, I don't know if this is for someone, but if, if you're like staying sick and you're thinking that it might be because God wants to teach you something, I'm going to challenge you on that. I don't really see that in the word of God as part of his character. I don't want my kids to stay sick so they learn how to, you know, grow in patience. Like, I don't know. I'm just (laughs) going to challenge you on that. Make sure that your doctrine lines up with the Bible. Amen. So, yeah, I don't know if I really answered that, but that was just some things that were. were No, you really did, you know, surrendering and and to clarify, I wholeheartedly agree agree with that. The Bible says that all good things come from God. So if you're sick, (laughs) I didn't make you sick. He didn't cough on you when you COVID. 
<laughs> God, but you do learn something from it. Like, like you were talking about is, you know, you know, like you with your mom, you learn perseverance, you learn, you learn Absolutely. surrender. And honestly, if you guys missed that, um, she had said, see, she had said, surrender your comfort and your results and the results you want to him. Your stubbornness could be the thing keeping you from entering into the next season. And that next season could, maybe it's not a, a, a moving to a different place, but maybe it's just, um, you know, graduating in your job, moving, graduating high school, getting what, whatever it is, God wants, God wants to bless you and you have to surrender to his will. And I thought that was so awesome. So you kind of did answer Good. it, uh, but that was a really big thing is just to surrender to God. Um, one, one question for you, and I'll kind of move into some easier, simpler questions as we're closing down is what advice would you give people who are looking to take a big step of faith? And maybe, um, maybe you can give some like, you know, five points or maybe just one big point as to help people who are taking a big step of faith. Ooh, good question. Um, I'm going to say this. I think the word of God is the most, um, prominent way that the Lord speaks. Okay. We know that he is the living word. Literally he calls himself the word of God in revelations. Right? So, um, when you're taking a step of faith, you need to make sure, obviously, first of all, that everything you're doing is scriptural. <laughs> That's a given, but there's some things, there's some <laughs> things that are not in the Bible about, you know, where should I go to college? What job should I take? Do I quit my job? You know, what ministry to, should I get involved in? Um, all those things. There's some things that the Bible doesn't give a clear cut response to. Okay. But we do have the Holy spirit. Okay. It, you know, there's, a, I don't know where it's at. I can't remember, but, uh, where, you know, Jesus maybe, or I, I think it's Jesus or the Lord says, you know, don't premeditate what you're going to say when you go places like the Holy spirit's going to give you that in the moment. So we know he speaks. Okay. Yeah. We're his sheep. We hear his voice. John 14, 27 says that. Um, so my advice to you is before you make a big decision, you need to get clarity from the voice of the Holy spirit. You do hear God. Now we're one with him, right? Our spirit and him, we're one. The word says that. So you don't have to overthink this. So many times we overthink it. Don't. Okay. When he speaks to us, it's a, it sounds a lot like us. Okay. Sounds a lot like yourself. Um, I'll give you a quick example the other day. I homeschool um, my son and I um, was contemplating if I wanted to stick him back in school for the second semester. So I was talking to my husband about it and he just said, you know what? I really feel like um, the Lord's going to confirm that specifically to you like really, really soon. And so I said, you know what? Thank you. And so I'm waiting for clarification <laughs> from the Lord because he will confirm his word with signs following. Okay. So I believe he'll, he wants to he wants to show us the way we should go so that we can walk in it. He's a light to our path. He wants to illuminate it. So, so Amen. what I did was I just said, all right, Lord, I just ask that you confirm this decision to me because I'm not going to make the move until I have confirmation. And so literally that, that afternoon, the same afternoon, my husband is my witness. Uh, someone approached me and um, it was a family member and they looked at me and it was the most random comment. They said, you know what? I really want Mac back in school. And it cracked me up because it was so off the wall. And it was just simply a thought that they had had. <laughs> and I smiled and I said, you know what? So do I. And I, I went ahead and made the decision. And so my advice to you is you need to get wow. uh, confirmation from the Lord. He always gives it. I have so many stories, uh, so many stories about that. And so if he's done it for me, timeless numbers of times he's he'll do it for you 
Wow, that was really awesome. And honestly, I wish we could just hang on that subject for a little longer, but uh, running out of time here. Um, so really quick, um, pull up some kind of uh, one last more serious question, I guess, is what you could call it. Um, you know, what is one thing that you would change about yourself that you feel would have a domino effect and change other things in your life for the better? Like, so if you were to, if you were to be more organized, oh, yeah. that fix? I already got the answer. Uh, whatever. So what I is already that? Got it. You okay, probably go ahead. said it right then. <laughs> no, it, it is literally because I think I am a creative. I'm also somewhat administrative too. So it's interesting because um, there's a little bit of both, but uh, that spontaneity and that lack of planning and that free bird side of me sometimes gets the best of me. <laughs> and it actually chokes out my productivity. And, you know, they say wow. like, I don't know the exact quote, but basically whatever, like your success is going to come from little choices you make every single day. So your habits basically. And so my goal for this year really is to get um, more well-organized as far as planning my days and um, getting you know, basically I see the vision. I say, I have goals, but you have to lay tracks to that goal. And so it's the staying on the tracks thing. That is my goal. That's, that's what I want to do this year. So if I do that, the domino effects would be phenomenal. Really I won't potential isn't <laughs> potential. Isn't going to do a lick of good if I'm not going to do the work to develop myself. Amen. So that's where I'm at. Oh gosh. Amen. That's like one of those things you can't just rely on your talent or your skill to get you places. You know, you have to put in the diligence of your homework and planning and uh, such. So and it's really funny because I've been reading this this book called Atomic oh, yeah. Habits. A I've really, read that book. Awesome book. Have, have you really? Okay. So I, and the funny thing is, is just last night I read exactly what you had said. It talks about how some people don't like to be organized or planned because it feels like it'll take up. Well, I can't plan out my day because it'll take up my freedom. This says that actually the less organized you are, the less time you have for creativity and the less freedom you have of your time. And the whole, and, and the whole book just talks about your, your success comes from your habits, not yep. your goals. You can, everybody has audacious and amazing goals, but not everybody has the habits to fulfill those goals. So uh, it was really funny. So maybe God's trying to say something to me, I guess. I don't know, because I'm a similar personality um, though. I had been trying my hardest to just be so much, be a lot more organized, but I'm just going to take that as God saying, Blake, you need to get more organized. So, what? all right. So four more questions and then we're going to close this out. Uh, favorite quote. Favorite quote, Blake. Um, <laughs> I, let me think. Um, my favorite quote. Oh, I don't know. It's from the office. It's probably, I, it's not appropriate. Next question. <laughs> for some reason i was like i feel like she's gonna pull up i was but it wasn't so, appropriate right. so next question <laughs> okay next question all right last three questions for you would you rather relive in the 1950s or 1980s oh man probably the 1950s and i would have tried to raise my parents a little bit better <laughs> You would have <laughs> oh my gosh i know a lot of people pick the especially girls pick the 1950s 1920s because they were they have that really cool um fashion they could dance era, really cool too i love to dance so yeah they, they could honestly um so would you rather see the future or know people's thoughts oh goodness gracious probably see the future see the future that's a good one and last question for you we're gonna close out what's your favorite candy Ooh, my favorite candy. Probably a Snickers because it's got peanuts, so it's healthy. 
Uh, Snickers has got peanut. That's exactly how my uh, my mom. She's got a big sweet tooth. If it has like, oh, it says carrot cake. It's, it's got carrots. carrots it's, it's a so vegetable. Healthy. That's exactly Boom. how she would do this. <laughs> you know. So, Lauren, why don't you just take a quick second and you know maybe you've got a, a music project or maybe you want to promote your podcast. Just take a quick second. Tell people where they can follow you. If you got a website, just go ahead and. Um, Take a quick sec, 30 seconds to self-promote. Sure. <laughs> well, again, my name's Lauren Sherman. You can find me on Instagram, Lauren E. Sherman. Uh, I think there's like Lauren.E.Sherman. Um, I also, um, my podcast is on Anchor, also on Spotify, just Life with Lauren. And my name, of course, Lauren Sherman. So, yeah, you can find me on there or find me through Blake, whatever. But thank you so much for listening, everybody. It's a lot of fun yeah. getting to share. Yeah. Well- Lauren, thank you for being my guest. For those of you listening, thank you. Be sure to go follow Lauren on social media. Check out her podcast. I'm actually, because I just found out she had a podcast today. So I'm actually going to go subscribe and listen to her podcast as soon as I hop off here. But Lauren, thank you again for being my guest. It was an honor and I hope people people's lives are touched through this. So you have a wonderful day. My Thanks pleasure. Again, Thanks Lauren. so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Upbeat Podcast. I hope that it blessed and encouraged you. If you liked today's episode, then subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and share it on your social media and with your friends. Also, follow me on social media at Blake Reynolds Music so we can connect more. And check out my website, BlakeReynoldsMusic.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. Until next time.